Tuesday, April 11, 2017, the second day of Passover. Prime rib tonight. Jay Giles died. They found him dead 71 in his house in Boston. Jay Giles. And I can't remember the songs he sang, but I'll miss you. Rest in peace. I freaking love Jay Giles' band. And I can't remember their songs. It's going to escape me right now, but I have them in my head. Jay Giles, who we missed. I loved you with the... God, he was a skinny dude. But the music was good. And the videos. Okay, sorry about that, Isaac. All right. Now, unbelievable. Mets are up 9-2 at the end of five. And Cespedes, three freaking home runs in the first five innings. Three for four, five RBIs. He had a three-run homer in the first. Him and Asdrubal Cabrera hit back-to-back in the fourth. And he had a solo in the fifth. They had bases loaded the Phillies in the bottom of the fifth. Harvey got out of it. 9-2 at the end of five. Harvey, five innings, five hits, two runs, a base on ball, six Ks. How about that for the Mets, man? Unbelievable. That's pretty freaking awesome, right? You know, I, 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 I have to say. And Juan Lagares recovering from an oblique strain. He played his first minor league rehab game on Monday for the Class A St. Lucie Mets in Florida. My mom has a friend who lives down there. I told her we should have went down for spring training. We did not. And I'm, you know, I got, I've never been down for spring training. My buddy Frank has. I need to go down for spring training. I heard it's better out west than east, but I, I, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go spring training. And, uh, Terry Collins hopes that Lagaris could join the Mets at the end of the weekend. Also, Mr. Familia has been thrown at the Mets spring training complex in Port St. Lucie to keep arm active while he serves his 15-game suspension. He might appear in a minor league game by the weekend. And David Wright on Friday did some soft tossing, but they don't think... Yeah, they don't... Right now, it's unclear when he'll be back. But... He actually was with the Mets on opening day, but then he went right back to Point St. Lucie. But, hey, at least he's throwing. Soft tossing is better than no tossing, right? We take that as a positive. Anything is better than nothing, correct? That's what I think. I mean, that's usually what I think. All right. Enough on that. But how about the Mets, man? And Jay Bruce said this year more fly balls, especially in his power alley, right center field, and hope to draw more walks. He wasn't as satisfied with the 309 on base percentage last season. He said he wants to swing at strikes, remain calm. And tonight, every Met starter has a hit except for... Except for Harvey. Cabrera has three hits. Cespedes has three hits. Bruce has a hit, two RBIs, 296. Walker has a hit. Duda has three hits. Unbelievable, man. Mets... Well, it's 10-2. I'm sorry. I just missed... <laughs> I, I I just missed some. Yeah, the Mets are now ten two. Duda just hit a, another home run. How about Lucas Duda has three hits in the game? Unbelievable. Ten two top of the sixth. Mets have five home runs in six innings. Unbelievable. Duda has three hits. The, the, listen to these stats, man. Cespedes, Cabrera, and Duda are combined twelve nine for twelve. Five home runs. And seven RBIs. That is a monster game. 10-2. And hey, let Harvey get it. Harvey's going to be 2-0. and You know, let's knock on wood. Let's see if they keep it. Also, uh, Terry Collins says he's going to get the FBI looking for 
Jose Reyes, going in today's game, he is one for 27. They get a hit tonight. He's one for three tonight with a run scored. So now he's at 060.067. And Michael Conforto, the third fastest on, in Mets history to hit, get, get uh, in a, to get. Okay, I'm sorry. In 100 games, he's the third fastest, third most home runs in the first 100 games of the Mets. 17 behind only David Wright and Daryl Strawberry. That's going to be a trivia question later on. I'm going to keep that one. Cespedes came into the game hitting 154. He is now at 233. And Conforto could get more playing time, maybe at first base, but Collins prefers proven defense at first. I agree on that front. Lucas Duda, what's the point of what's what's the point of Duda's hitting 318 with two home runs, five RBIs? Yeah, let him keep playing. Listen, this lineup's fine. I know I'd like I'd like uh, Conforto in there. He has a beautiful swing, but right now it's working. Jesus, man, unbelievable! With game 10-2. 10-2. How about that? And then we have the Yankees. 2-0 without Gary Sanchez. 2-0 without Gary Sanchez. And wait a minute. You know, who are the Mets? Also, I want to, you know, tomorrow, who's pitching for the Mets? I think it is, is it Gaselman pitching tomorrow for the Mets? Tomorrow would be, they're playing tomorrow at, oh, tomorrow they play at the Marlins. No, no, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, man, I'm getting my days confused. Tomorrow they're playing at the Phillies, and it is Zach Wheeler, 0-1 with an 11.25 ERA, going against Vince Velasquez, 0-1 with a 9 ERA. Hopefully something good will come out of that game. Yankees are off today. They play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. The Yankees play tomorrow at 105. Jordan Montgomery, his first start for the Yankees ever against Blake Snell, 0-1 with a 5.40 ERA. They're 2-0 without Gary Sanchez, as I said. And how dare you, Martha Stewart? She tweeted three minutes later, Evan Longoria hits a double to end the perfect game for Michael Pineda. How dare you? Martha, how do you do that? You know, you don't, you don't do that stuff during a, when it's a perfect, no, no, you keep it quiet. You, and the people getting on, getting on or on Twitter, come on, she's Martha Stewart. And the hat she had on was atrocious, atrocious. Matt Holiday, who they brought over, never played as a DH, never played in the American League. Eight for 22, three extra base hits, eight base on balls this year for the Yankees. Pineda entered yesterday's game, 23 and 28 record, 415 ERA. And with a, he's got a nice little belly. Him and CeCe, it's like showing the gut. Last year, opponents hit 328 against him with two outs. Much better year this year. Joe Girardi said, Gardner, I want you to score 100 runs. I don't care how you get to the next base. Just get there and get me 100 runs this year. Already has five stolen bases. Something's working. And the Yankees, listen to this, 20th year in a row, they are the most valuable franchise per Forbes. $3.7 billion the Yankees are worth. And I think he paid $10 million for the franchise when he bought it, Steinbrenner. $3.7 billion. That is an investment that has taken off exponentially. Dodgers are second at $2.75 billion. Sox, the Sox, at $2.7 billion, our third. And, I, you know, I read some interesting... Now, you know, Sanchez is out, so Austin Romine is playing. He was drafted by the Yankees 10 years ago, and he's still trying to establish himself in the major leagues. He was a capable backup last year for Sanchez, but Monday he was introduced with the starting lineup, and he said, hey, I'm going to remember, I'm going to go and remember we were pretty close, if you remember that day. I'm, I'm not going to be in the position too many times to catch nobody day. It's not, a, not to give a backup to get those opportunities. So I was taken into his fun, and his kid was there. 
I like that his son was there in the locker room standing nearby. You know, that has to be a pretty cool moment, man. When you're in there, and uh, yeah, I thought that was, you know, stuff like that happens. You get kind of, yeah, it's an emotional time. Especially a backup doesn't expect to get to play in such a big game. But he did. Hey, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, Nets finish their season tomorrow against the Bulls. And Jeremy Lin and Brooke Lopez won't play tomorrow. I, I don't know if it's rest, but they have all offseason. I don't know why they, unless they want to see more of the young guys. This is the thing. Six players on team options, all at veteran minimum, except for KJ McDaniels, who they brought they, they brought over to trade this season. And I'm blanking where he came. He's He is due a $3.5 million team option next year, which they probably won't pick up. I don't think they're going to hit that. But Sean Kilpatrick seems safe. But then KJ McDaniels, that, that's a big team option. I think they might hold off. Quincy Acey, I think he's good. They're going to keep him. Joe Harris been hurt a lot this year. Spencer Didwitty, he's definitely going to keep him. Archie Goodwin, young, 22. I, I think he's shown a lot. But I'll tell you, I think Harris and KJ McDaniels might be gone. I really do. I think, yeah, I think, I think KJ McDaniels might be bye-bye. Yeah, I need to, KJ, I want to see where he came from. KJ McDaniels. Yeah, and he played for, where was he? That's what I want to find out. He was at the Rockets. Yes, he was with the Rockets, and he got traded from the Rockets. And yeah, 3.5, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, man. A lot of dinero. A lot of dinero. I just don't know why he used to sit out. Why do, why do, I'd like to know more why Lynn and Lopez aren't going to play. I guess they want to play the younger guys, but, I mean, they have all off-season arrest. I, mean, I just feel like they can hold off a little bit. I don't know. You know, hey, whatever. Chicago's fighting for their playoff lives right now. Carmelo's going to sit out the season finale. But this was interesting. I, You know, Scott... Uh, Cacciola from the New York Times. Now, Anthony grew up in Baltimore, but visited Puerto Rico, where his father was born, when he was a child, and then again after his senior year of high school. He said in an interview last week. And he even contemplated joining Puerto Rico's, Puerto Rico's national basketball team before opting to preserve his eligibility to compete in the U.S. And some Puerto Ricans were not pleased, and he said he managed to smooth things over. Now, he's returned to the island over the years, funding the construction of seven basketball courts, then in 2015, an unusual opportunity presented itself, the chance to buy an expansion team in the NASL. It's a rung below the MLS on American soccer's professional league structure. Now, soccer's never been as popular as baseball, boxing, or volleyball in Puerto Rico, but it does have some history there. From 2004 to 2012, a pro club called the Puerto Rico Islanders played in various leagues and even advanced to the semifinals of the Con- CONCACAF Champions League in 2009 before the franchise folded. So they had some history there. And I didn't know this, but Anthony is a longtime soccer fan. And he observed how the game has grown in recent years, particularly among youth. So when he learned of the opportunity to start a, a new club, he saw potential to build something of his own and to contribute to community that is important to him. And Adrian White uh, Whitbread, the club's coach, said he wanted to bring something back to Puerto Rico. There was a void. Now, financial advisors for Anthony weren't, weren't enthusiastic. You know, Puerto Rico's in a deep recession, not an ideal environment in which to start a business, especially one so dependent on sponsorship deals and ticket sales. But Anthony said that was kind of the point. We wanted to get involved when everybody was counting the island out. 
I wanted to be there on the ground level. I thought this is cool. Long-term investment, he said, it's not something I'm looking at as a get-rich-quick type of thing. And they asked him how much he put in. He goes, that's undisclosed. Now, he covers the club's losses, said Tom Payne, the president of Puerto Rico Football Club, who added that one of his goals was to see the club double its average home attendance to 8,000 to 4,000 a game last season. Double it. That's a lot. Ticket prices are from 8 to 50 bucks. And he wanted to sell everything. Anthony <laughs> Mello wanted to sell everything for five bucks. And Payne said, no, nah, you can't. We're not going to make any money. It's never going to happen. Payne wants to see Puerto Rico FC turn a profit. He knows it could take years if it happens at all. Listen, you know, Payne said, hey, it's an interesting time to be trying to start something in Puerto Rico. The economy's not good, but Carmelo's passionate about Puerto Rico. This matters to him. And he was also drawn to the free market principles of the NASL, which doesn't have a salary cap. Now, players' salaries range from about twenty k to about 100000 The eight clubs in the league can pay whatever they want. Hey, and if you really want to sign someone, he could shell out millions. His players say he cares about the product. Also, they have housing for the players in the, in a lush seaside neighborhood called in San Juan, near San Juan, called Isla Verde. Verde. I say Verde because you don't say the V, right? And Puerto Rico FC, meanwhile, has opened its season with draws against the New York Cosmos and two against Indy 11, the top two teams in the league last year. He said he's going to make another visit to the team soon. He has big plans, which includes designing new uniforms for next season. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, things are going shitty with the Knicks, but he owns a side. I didn't know this. I thought that was pretty- Scott Cacciola, awesome article. Thank you so much. I thought that was pretty cool. And then they have Ron Baker, who has their 31 losses this year. He only had four in four years with Wichita State. Amazing. He's already lost 27 more than he lost in four years at Wichita State. 51 games, 12 starts, 4.1 points a game, two assists, 1.1 turnovers, 37% shooting. He is a free agent at the end of the year. We shall see what happens on that front, right? We shall see. Anything's possible, right? Time is short. Time is very, 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 very short. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Hey. And LeBron not playing the season finale tomorrow against the Raptors due to calf strain. They're a game behind the Celtics. They might be dropped to the second seed. They lost 124-121 in OT last night. Deron Williams, who they brought over from, I think, Utah, 35 points last night, season high. And the Heat are 6-0 and against LeBron and the Cavs since he left Miami. But really, you know, he didn't play last night. So, But still, they've undefeated. And Miami 0-7 this year when LeBron hasn't played. Sucks. Sucks, sucks, sucks. And Russell Westbrook will miss, miss is actually not playing tonight when uh, they're, they are playing the T-Wolves. They were up in the first half last time I checked. And how about this? Maryland President Wallace Lowe says he would expect North Carolina UNC to get death penalty over a multi-year academic scandal, which still is kind of like out there and hasn't really decided yet. And I mean like, oof. I'll tell you, they win the championship, they're going to go on a death penalty. I don't think it's going to go that far. Come on. UNC, is it's not going to happen. If it hasn't happened for other colleges, it's not going to happen for them. Hey, listen, if Baylor's still playing football and they had the sexual assault cases, all bets are off, right? Come on. And Gonzaga freshman, seven-footer Zach Collins, going to draft. That's what they said. They said he probably was going to come out after one year. He might have stayed... He played pretty damn good in the championship game against Carolina, with, but then he got into some foul trouble. Definitely played good in the uh, South Carolina game. Lit it up for Gonzaga. Hired an agent last year, 10 points, 5.9 rebounds. And I love this. You know, people, I love when I read this stuff, and then I'm like, well, of course our Oral Roberts would do that. The Oral Roberts president told the ex-head coach, Scott Sutton, not to recruit players with tattoos, 
and to give them faith exams. It's all Roberts. This isn't freaking UNLV. This isn't freaking UNC. This is Oral Roberts. Oral. And I'm like, wow, of course they did this shit. Yeah, of course they didn't want these guys at the... I'm just like this. Common sense, right? Right? Triple G is going to skip his June title fight with Billy Joe Saunders because he wants the big money showdown in September with Canelo Alvarez. And why wouldn't he? That's going to be big, 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 big money. Big money. Hey, I'd hold out. Why get hurt? Why ruin a multi, multi-million dollar payday? And he's not getting any younger. Come on. And UFC Fight Night 111 in Singapore on my birthday, June 17th. The main event, Holly Holm versus Pitbull, Beth Correa. Holm lost her last three fights. She lost to Jermaine Durandamy in the inaugural featherweight championship fight at UFC 208. It's going to be a five-round bout that day. And Korea, uh, Holmes now 10-3 after starting off 10-0 in her career. She beat Ronda Rousey and lost three in a row since. And Korea, 10 wins, two losses, one draw. And her last fight was a majority draw to Marion Rignot in March. She once challenged Ra- Ra- uh, Ronda Rousey for the bantamweight title, and she lost in 34 seconds. You know what? I love watching Holly Holm. I wish you luck. I hope good things happen. Uh, my, one of my buddies, Damien, huge UFC fan, MMA. I'm going to get him on. He could talk about MMA until the cows come in. He watches every damn fight. But yeah, I want to see Holly Holm kill, keep doing well. I, I do. I do. And Daniel Corm, Cormier and Chris Weidman both got 45 days suspension for UFC after their fights. And Oliviera, he ran out of the ring, jumped out of the ring after his fight, and he got a 60 day suspension per the New York Athletic Commission. I'm like, dude, he won the fight. He was excited. Why can't we have him, guys? If guys are excited, let them do their shit, right? Right? I mean, is, is it that big a deal? I don't know. Call me crazy. And this kind of, this this sucks. Chad Kelly, who I, I think is going to be a good pro, well, he had a torn ACL, which he's recovering from. Now he just had wrist surgery for a ruptured ligament. He can't throw for the next three months. He might be done. For, I mean, I don't know. I think he's going to go undrafted. That sucks, man. I am. I'm a huge fan. And... But like Arnold said, I'll be back. I'll be back. No, it's not a tumor. I know I'm, I'm really not good at doing impressions, so I'm not going to keep trying to do it. I really should let that one lie, right? Let it lie. Let it lie. JD. JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes on this lovely... I mean, 81 degrees today in, in New York and New Jersey. It, it was hot as hell. Hot as hell out. Also, this is kind of interesting. The Bills had a private workout with Mitchell, Mitch Trubisky in Chapel Hill, my alma mater, and head coach Sean McDermott was there, general manager manager Doug Welly, and the owner Terry Pagula were all there for his workout. Now, might mean something. They might take him number 10 in the draft. And pro days are over, and 16 days before the draft, each team is allowed 30 team visits. I didn't know that. Now, the Cowboys brought in last week, there were 18 names, 17 of them were defensive players. And the Patriots used one of their 30 visits on Tennessee's Derek Barnett, one of the best edge defenders in the class. Also, New England, of course, doesn't pick until the third round at number 72. And this shows just how much research research each scouting department must conduct in case there's movement before draft. Hey, Malcolm Butler, Jimmy Garoppolo could be gone before. We shall see. 
Jenny Varentis, I freaking love her. They did MMQB did a piece today too. Her they did a piece on the 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 jersey for Tom Brady. It, it it was I mean unbelievable this guy the stuff he stole I mean just amazing but okay this isn't good Matt Harvey exits game in sixth inning with apparent leg injury after covering first base why why does this shit keep happening why does wow damn and Washington quarterback Sidney Jones torn ACL at pro day plans to return in six months. He's projected first. And also the Browns are deciding between Garrett and Trubisky for number one per Adam Schefter. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. And, and, and you know, this is kind of scary. So, Borussia Dortmund, a German professional team, about to play the quarterfinal Champions League match today against Monaco. There was three bombs that went off and shattered all the gra- glass around the team's buses. They were heading to their home stadium. The match is postponed until tomorrow at 6.45 p.m. But, I mean, that's scary shit, right? I mean, and the defender, Mark Bartro, broken wrist, was undergoing surgery after the window shattered. Three explosions near the bus. This has happened in the past. You know, it's a scary world out there. It's a scary fucking world. I mean, I'm just like... Yeah, it, it, it's 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 just uh, yeah. I I just uh, I can't believe I can't believe I, I it sucks. It really does. I, I hey I I wish Mister uh, Bartra uh, speedy recovery. I mean it's scary that this stuff happens, and I. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I feel like you know we you know used to talk, used to argue, and now people are doing stuff and innocent people. They're not going after anybody. It's it really is. It's 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 a scary place to live. It's scary. Like you know, you got to live every day and take every advantage of every opportunity you have. You never know. I know you know. It sounds kind of corny. Live every day like it's your last. But sometimes I feel like you really do because it is an unstable world out there, everywhere. So that's why, and that's why I talk about sports because I, I try to give people relief on the day they're having here on JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. And T Wolves have a new logo with a wolf going up. It looks all right. I don't, you know, I'd rather them win games than talking about their <laughs> talking about their um, logo, their new logo. But hey. All right. And I thought this was pretty cool. I read some stuff on the on the soccer, on the World Cup, how it's broken down, which I thought was pretty freaking cool. Now, United States will be the senior partner in the three-nation bid with Mexico and Canada. They'll host 60 to 90 of the 80 games and every game of the quarterfinals to the final. Mexico and Canada would get 10 games each. FIFA would manage the rest of the details. It's their tournament. You know, that's basically it. Now, Mexican Federation President uh, Decio de Maria acknowledged, but... You know, it's not what everyone had wanted, but it is what we got. You've got an 80-game event up to up from the current 64, played out over more than a month, requires you have stadiums, practice sites, hotels, transfers, all this stuff. And think about all the it's covering. A World Cup in North America with 60 games in the United States will be the most successful World Cup in the history of FIFA. They said it could make, with ticket sales, sponsorships, intelligence, vision revenue, $1 billion or more. 
by some estimates. How about that? I think it's going to be kind of cool, man. They said it might be, this, they might vote by 2017, might take 2020. They're going to need times with the logistics and everything. But how about that? 48 teams, and they said it's a money grab. Come on. You know, they said it's going to, believe me, everything changes. You know, you, you know what? They've added more baseball teams. People get used to it. More football, you know, the football season goes longer. Everything, you know, it's, it, people get, they complain for a while and then they get used to it. They say, all right, you know what? That shit happens. Let's move on, right? Right. Okay. All right. Now, all right. Yeah, JD needs to go to sleep. All right. Now, trivia questions for tonight. I know I feel like I'm singing every song tonight, right? Okay. Last night's trivia question: Who is the only major league pitcher to have more than 200 wins and 150 saves? John Smoltz, of course. He won 213 games and 154 saves in his Hall of Fame career. He was inducted in 2015. Tonight's trivia question. Who has made the most three-pointers in NBA history? Who has made the most three-pointers in NBA history? Should be pretty easy, I think. Now, Jordan Montgomery, pitching tomorrow. Matt Harvey, please don't be hurt. Knicks, Nets, end their season over tomorrow. And then we got playoffs. Playoffs? I'm very excited to watch OKC Houston. Also, Canadians... Host the Rangers tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. So we got NHL playoffs. I don't talk. I don't talk a lot of hockey, but hockey playoffs are coming up. I will talk about them. I'll keep track of things when I find an interesting story. I will, just like Carmelo owning a professional soccer team. Who knew? Not me. All right, folks, have a great night. I hope Cespedes gets fourth home run tonight. Three home runs in five innings is awesome. Mets are up 10-2. Yankees, Jordan Montgomery. I am pray- I'm, I'm praying for you, man. I want a good game tomorrow. Yankees, 105. Have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. <laughs>